Hello everybody, this is Cody Oliver and I am the media coordinator here at GMA and across from me is the one and only Leif Hetland. Say hello Leif. Hi Cody, it's good to be here. It's great to have you, I'm excited. It's the first time that it's just you and I on this podcast. I get to ask you any questions and hear what's burning in your heart. But before we start, tell me about Cuba, you just got back. Yeah, it's been a long journey in Cuba over the last 17 years, and I think this was my trip number 31. And it was very special because my wife was uh, the team leader. So uh, so we had about 23 people with us and a, an amazing, amazing group of people and a team. And we started in Havana and ended up in a place uh, not far away from San Jose and Santa Cruz, but this whole area. And it was beautiful. We saw some amazing miracles and healings and just saw we actually some of the things that you never thought would happen in Cuba is happening right in the front of our eyes. And we visited our kingdom family there and Yazir and Aki and everybody. And they're doing so phenomenally well. They are living love and they are demonstrating in that nation how good Papa God is and how loved everybody is. So for me as a spiritual father to see this move of God's spirit that is happening, it was just phenomenal. And the extravagant worship, the hunger. My wife came home with a, a Jennifer that many of people know as Mama Jen. She came home with just a whole new fire and it has not stopped, it is burning. And I had me another encounter right after I got home. So it's been an incredible journey. I'm home to be able to process, just to be in his presence, to be with my family, to rest, as well as to be here in the office and just connect with the world. So it's a beautiful, beautiful season. I love Cuba. Cuba is a promise and not the problem. And God is doing something in that island that the rest of the nation will see. They're going to see who he is in a very special way as the good news continue to travel because good news always overcoming bad news. And there's good news what God is doing in Cuba these days. So people have ears, they can hear, and the people with eyes, they will see what God is doing in the nation of Cuba because Cuba is a promise, it is not the problem. It's exciting to hear your heart for Cuba and you being back in the office hearing your stories and hearing you talk about how God is moving is so, so cool. It's really cool. And, uh, well... Let's just dive in. Well, one of the big things we've been talking about in the office is uh, your book, Giant Slayers. And there's a phrase that you use and say a lot. It's, I am, he is, you are. I would love to hear your heart, your thoughts on what this means and how it applies to slaying your giant. Well, uh, the name I am, when you're hearing that name, it is used throughout scripture. And it's just a very incredible revelation when you understand covenant. I believe one of the biggest weaknesses what we do is we have promises over life, we have prophetic words, and then we look at God as going on a date where eventually let me just go on a date with God and get something. That's kind of the way. While God is looking for the wedding band, everything with God is covenant. He is a covenant-keeping God. His promises, His prophetic, everything within the kingdom is connected to covenant so it's a frustrating thing for believers if they're not aware of who he is then we will never know who we are and we will operate much more like orphans so when he says i am then the response back again is you are when he says i am you maybe say you are what i am because that's the question it leaves Whatever you need, I am. Whatever giant you face, I am. Whatever is your circumstances, I am. He is unshakable, I am. I am your healer for the ones that need 
healing, the ones that are sick, the ones that are broken. I am your freedom for people that are in bondage. I am your strength for people that are weak. I am your authority for the people that need it. Whatever issue we have, he says, I am. And if you can do that, every time you see something bigger than yourself, the first thing you do is look at the I am. And when you see him, you see yourself. And the only response back is, you are. You are my healer. You are my sufficiency. You are my strength. You are my peace in the middle of my storm. You are my hope in the middle of my hopelessness. You are the pearl that is so beautiful and valuable. Nothing else matters. I have seen you and when I have seen you, I see myself. And the only response back again is you are. And there is an extravagant thing taking place in God's people when the faces starts to glow because they've seen the I am and the response back again is you are. But something happens with our faces when we capture that because the people around us will start to say, he is, he is a good God. He is a healer. He is a provider. He is powerful. He is, and he is. The news starts to spread. So for me, it's just, I've had some very fresh new encounters with him. And the only thing it does with you is just, you suddenly see who you are when you see who he is. And there's an upgrade in your own identity that changes your confession because when you have a clear name about who you are, then the next thing that starts to place, when you're looking at the giant, you have a clarity of what a giant is. And the giant is no longer a problem. It is a promise. And the way you speak to it instead of about it, it changes. But that, that when your lip is on fire and your tongue is burning because you have been in touch with the burning ones, now something happens with a heart and when you speak that comes out of your lips is what's burning in your heart and that's why uh, this last couple of uh, i would say the last couple of weeks but especially in this season as i'm going through a cleansing i'm going just through i'm just spending time with him and even in the front of me as we are talking cody i carry this with me as a memory stone i have a communion cup with some bread and wine and then i have a nail I carry these two things with me, mainly just to see when Jesus, when he finished on the cross, Jesus is actually saying, I am, to any of our situation. Wow. So when you're looking at his hands and his side, so I start my day, Cody, I did it this morning, I had communion, as I said, but I start my day with the I am. I start my time just with his presence. I just spend time with him for no agenda, not for what he's going to do for me, because it's all about relationship. When I get filled with his presence and I do communion and I remember what he has done, now something starts to take place. His peace is coming. Then his provision, his passion, everything flows from him. And then when I face things today, it's come from him. I received the very thing that I need for the people around to meet the I am because I have said back again, you are. And they will say he is. Wow. That is really, really good. It brings about clarity and recognition for the battle and the victory. But um, Leif, you also talk about the difference between a birthright and the blessing. In the midst of a battle, your identity is super, super important. I would love to hear your thoughts about understanding birthright and the blessing that follows. There are several stories that comes to my mind in Scripture. One of my favorite one, because in Psalm 24, it's a phenomenal psalm. But just to shorten this thing is that it actually talks about a generation of Jacob. That you're going to be so all these 
things that is going to happen to us is this generation of Jacob. And then I started to look at Jacob and we know the story of Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But when you see this generation of blessing that is supposed to be, Jacob, even the name Jacob means a liar, deceiver, schemer. And that was based upon his history, but he has not moved into his destiny yet, no matter what. And even while he was in his mother's womb, he wanted to be blessed. He wanted a blessing. He wanted to be the first one because the blessing belongs. That is the birthright of the firstborn. And his brother was born before him. And then we know the whole story about his whole, I mean, the, uh, he, he was born and he wrestled and he was holding, they call it a heel grab, hold on to his brother. And how he even stole the birthright pretty much away from his brother. And you can see because he wanted a blessing more than he wanted anything else. And he went through life with just always coming up with a way of going after his birthright and his blessing but he was uh, his identity was never changed. And we know the whole story. He even had an open heaven where angels were ascending and descending, but he still had not yet captured it. But when he got a new identity after the wrestling match with God, and I think that all of us need this wrestling match, where he got pinned. Mm. Where the Bible said he wrestled with God and he won. How do you do that? You get pinned. There's a time in your life where the old Jacob could not move any longer. When that was taking place, he stood up and God declared, who are you? And he is like, no, from now on, you're going to be Israel. You're going to be my prince because you are my prince. God had always seen him as a prince. But after this moment where his strength was being dealt with, that was his hip joint. And he could no longer operate in his own strength. And he got pinned. He came up from there with a new identity. He's maybe limping and he's walking with a limp. But at that moment, he is a prince and everything started to change at this very moment. Both his birthright and his blessing came in. So when his brother came to kill him, he realized it's like coming against God himself. His brother Esau, full of hatred, came and he embraced him. Something starts to change with each one of us. And we see this over and over again. Who are you? He was a Simon until he became a Peter. But when you become a Peter, your name changes. And this is very important for us, first of all, to know his name so we can know our name. And now the way we name everything else changes. Wow, it rotates. It just rotates back around at the same steps that we talked about before, which is I am, he is. And you are. I would also like to move into one of the last talking points today. The different, the different names of God and how you can call upon him. I'm just going to give you a couple of scripture verses. One that I think is going to encourage us in this season. 2 Corinthians 4.18 where it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is is eternal. So we fix our eyes on the unseen realm, the spiritual realm, because that is eternal realm. Then there's another scripture verse. It just hit me. I've only a couple of times captured, but this is one of my theme verses of my whole life. John 17, 26, where actually Jesus says, this is the last part of the high priestly prayer. The last prayer he has for us. And when Jesus prayed this prayer, he does it with a clear purpose that the prayer that he's praying to the Father is going to be answered. And he's praying this for you, Cody. He's praying it for me, for every single one that listens. He said, Father, I have declared your name among them and I will declare it. What Jesus is saying, I have declared your name among them and I will declare it. 
And then he says, the very love that you have towards me, that love is going to be in them and I in them. Then Christ in you, that is going to be the hope of glory around you. But he says something there. I have declared your name and I will declare it. Every works, every miracle, everything Jesus did was declare who his father was because all he did is what he saw the father do. Jesus had the eyes on the unseen realm so he could actually deal with the seen realm. So the way he was seeing things was very, very different. He came with good news. He came actually to heal. He came there to set people free. He came there and that's what he did because he was seeing what the father was doing and he was saying what the father was saying. But he knew the names of the father. Then he knew his name. And as a result of whatever issue he faced. So I give you a couple of practical examples. Like David himself. When David was faced with Goliath and everybody is crippled by this giant. When David calls him God because he knew who his God was. He says Jehovah Saba. Saba. It is spelled T-S-A-B-A. When he says that name, it actually means the Lord our warrior. Because David knew specifically who God is and the very name of God, everybody else saw the giant. David was looking. This guy has not been to the doctor. What David is looking at, this guy has not been circumcised. We are a covenant people. We've been circumcised. What does that mean? That means they are one with God. So the one that created the whole universe, they are one with him. This guy is not one with him. So who is this little giant that is trying to go against the God? Because there was no difference between God and David. They were one. He had a different perspective. But he knew at this moment that this guy is actually want war. And now he goes to war against the God that is the Lord that is my warrior. So why did David choose that name? Or if he needed peace, he called him Jehovah Shalom. He is my completeness. He is my safety. He is my healing. Because in Shalom, when you're releasing that very name, but it comes from the very nature when you know who he is, you know who you are, and then you speak it, something changes in the environment. Or if you just want the banner over you, he is Jehovah Nisi. He is the Lord, my banner. Or he is Jehovah Rohi. He is my shepherd. So when Jesus says, I am your great shepherd, you know, and the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear nothing. Why? Because he knew, even as David had been a shepherd, that was connected to him taking care of sheep. That's why he could go against the bear. He could go against the lion. So when he faced the giant, because this is how God was treating him, because he knew God as his shepherd that took care of him, that was feeding him, that was protecting him. He knew the very name of God when he needed it in that season. That's why David also knew the name of God. If there's war going on, let me tell you, I know Jehovah Saba. I know the Lord, our warrior. So who is this giant that's coming against? The Almighty God, he's uncircumcised. I am in covenant because the circumcision was a sign of the covenant, of being one with God. Somehow the other being had forgotten. It's like you can have an umbrella and you can have the umbrella. You are saved. You're going to go to heaven, but you still get wet if you don't use the umbrella. The umbrella is the covering that comes from covenant. And it continued to rain. And I had believers consistently that's coming and say, Oh God, this happened or this happened again and this and that. And it's like, well, I gave you an umbrella. Why are you not using the umbrella? Are you not understanding who you are in covenant with? Don't you understand the covering that comes from my shalom, if you know my name? So this is why it's important with his name. Or oh, when I need provision, I go and call, I know Jehovah Jireh. It's not just calling the name, it's knowing the very nature of who he is. So he is my provider. 
He's my sufficiency. He's my abundance. So when I'm looking at multitudes without food, I am seeing just a boy with loaves and fishes because he is Jehovah Jireh. So when I bless in the name of Jehovah Jireh, I bless that. Then I feed the multitudes and then there's these 12 baskets left over. Jesus knew who he was, so he knew who he was. And then he could only do what he saw the Father do and say what the Father say. And that's the invitation for all of us as sons and daughters. So I've just been on this journey of looking at the different aspect of his face. Because when I see him, I see me. And then when I start to see me, something is happening. And when I see a giant, when I see a problem, no matter what are my circumstances, my vision has changed. My perspective has changed. I'm seeing the spiritual realm. And now the natural realm is about to change by something that is greater than what my eyes can see. Many people are looking, but few people are seeing. Many people are listening, but few people are hearing. And my heart in this season for us, no matter what we are facing, that we're going to know that he says, I am. I am your provider. I am your healer. So these names like Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Saba, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah Makadish, I am the one that sanctifies you and makes you whole. I make you. So whatever issue I know says, I say the name Bill Gates, there's provision, there's abundance. No matter what name we do in the natural, yeah. we know what's associated with names, both good and bad. Right. But when I know that these are the relational name of God, and I know that that's what he's inviting us to do, and I'm looking at my wedding band. That's why I have a ring on my finger. And I know I'm in covenant with him. I start to look up even when life doesn't. So I can see who he is. That's when I'm coming into an agreement of who I am. And when I see who I am, the way I see everything else, now I get to represent him like Jesus did. And that's the beauty of this lifestyle. That's so good. You broke down some things in the practical way that I can relate to. I'll be honest with you. I feel a lot of time people forget and uh, they're facing a giant and fear cripples them. One thing that I think my generation struggles with is anxiety and we forget that if we call on the Lord within the right context in the middle of our circumstance he can change it yeah and my encouragement is stop for a moment when you happen yeah. look at your wedding band mm. making sure that you don't treat God as a date wow. but look at the wedding ring because God is offering us a wedding band that's what Jesus came for it was not just to give us a robe so we could get to heaven but if you remember the prodigal son he put the ring on that is the ring to represent here on earth. So look at the ring and the wedding band. That's when you start to see the I am. Mm -hmm. When I said, this is, whoa, this is who I am in you. Yeah. That's the Christ in you that is the hope of glory. And that's who the Father is looking at. I'm in one with him. So I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. And now the way I see everything else, it changes. So this is so important, both for your generation and my generation. And I thought about one name that I want to at least leave people with. Yeah. My son his name is Leif, like mine. Leif means beloved. But the other part, the middle name of my son, the only natural son I have, Leif Emmanuel. God wants us to remember today that I am your Emmanuel. That's another name for him. That means God is with you. God is with us. So even as we are moving into the day, let's wake up in the morning. What I have to do to be able just to keep humility is to take communion and looking at what he has done because when I constantly look at what he has done I see how valuable I am this is so when even when we were talking I show you the nail and you are looking right now at the cup now I start to see how valuable I am 
This is how much God loved me. When I see my value and see me the way he sees me, the way I see everything today is going to be different based upon this communion that I have with him. This is a reminder about the ring every single day that I don't forget the ring. So I take communion. I put this ring on. This is a covenant ring that Papa Jack gave me. And I keep this nail to remember whatever is my issue. He nailed it. And he says it is finished. It is completed. (laughs) It's a nail. It's a done deal. But don't forget the umbrella. If you don't use the nail, if you don't remember the wedding ring, you're still going to get wet. (laughs) Talking about covenant, it makes me excited. There's an abundance of joy and peace that I haven't tapped into yet. Could you share about walking in covenant will do for your family and especially with our kingdom family gathering coming up? Yeah, I I thought one thing that happened today is just, I I think it's just beautiful and sweet. Mm -hmm. One of the people that I'm in covenant with, we have not seen each other much. He came actually to the kingdom family gathering, him and his wife and Sean Bowles called him out and prophesied over him. Part of that prophecy that happened at a kingdom family gathering. Now somebody gave him 146,000 stocks. He was giving up his job and he didn't know how to do it. But God reminded him and even told his wife, the covenant relationship with God, but also people. You're not alone. So even when you're going through this, don't look at me against what I'm going to face. So he's leaving his mega church that he's part of. And part of it is connected to the prophetic word. Somebody just gave him 146,000 stocks he is about by september he's going to be a millionaire and he has lived from paycheck to paycheck he just called me on the phone his wife is struggling with some physical issue and as she was coming before god and was just saying god i i mean she has not slept three hours is the most sleep she had in six months in a 24-hour period of time they are coming to the kingdom family gathering but she just described it that the holy spirit whispered and says you we need to be in Remember the family we're in covenant. And you remember Papa Leif said that the enemy attacks one of us, he attacks all of us. And somehow we're moving outside the family and not we've forgotten about who we are connected with. And there's an amazing thing even with the body of Christ, where the immune system will be so healthy that even sickness and disease cannot be able to live. So I even believe now in August that the kingdom family gathering, that there's people that's going to come from all over and they just, they've been looking for their tribe. But this is not a family event just. It is a family of families. So there's other fathers, brothers, they're going to meet, but they're just getting around them and they connect with a covenant heart. One can do a thousand, two, ten thousand. What is going to happen when four, five hundred world changers and history makers comes together, each with their special sauce at the family table. Mm-hmm. Each one of us, whatever you don't have in your life, Cody, there's something at the family table for you to taste and see that he is good. People are going to be healed. They're going to be set free. But more important, they're going to be connected to a larger family and then when they don't know what to do, they know where to go. Both with God, but also with the people God has placed in their life to be able to live in covenant with. I wouldn't be who I am if it was not for covenant. With God, with my natural family, but also with my spiritual family. And that's part of the reason I want people to come here to Atlanta to experiencing the beauty of covenant and the kingdom of the family and the mission of this family, of the relationships and the responsibility of those relationships, how we live love out in our daily basis. We are part of something bigger than ourselves, and it is through family we get to express this. When we find our place at the family table and there's a seat for each one of us and we get to know who we are. So this is so exciting. And especially from the, the presence of God, I don't even want to say here's the speakers, here's the worship leader, because that's not what this is about. That's just different people that I'm bringing in that will bring a special sauce to the family table. Yeah. What this is actually about is the individual people that are coming and getting connected 
to the divine family, but also to the earthly family and the family of families we're going to celebrate together. And this is connected to the move of God's spirit, what he's doing in the world today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're listening and you feel the tug in your heart to come be a part of our kingdom family gathering here in August in Atlanta, you can find out all the information and purchase tickets at www.globalmissionawareness.com backslash KFG. Um, but before we go, could you just pray over everyone listening and, and bless us? Hmm. Father, I just want to remind you that you are a good, good father. It's not that you need a reminder, but I need a reminder to know how good you are. And then I want to remind you again how loved each one of us are. So Father, even us as a starting place, as part of the alignment before the assignment, we're just saying yes. We're saying yes to your goodness and we're saying yes to our love. So I'm saying yes, I thank you for being loved by you. Father, even at this very moment, I thank you that no matter what we are facing, that you are saying, I am. And I thank you, Father, in the name I am. I am your provider. I am your warrior. I am your peace. I am your shepherd. I am your banner. I am your sanctifier. I am your healer. I am your righteousness. I am the most high God. I am the Lord God Almighty. I am the God that is with you. I am, I am, I am. We just choose to say you are. You are my provider. You are my warrior. You are my peace. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. You are my banner. You sanctify me. You make me whole. You make me clean. You make me innocent. You make me pure because that's who you are and that's who I am. You are my healer. Whoa. You are my miracle worker. You are. You are my righteousness. And I find my righteousness in you. You are. You are. You are the most high God. You are the most high God. And you are the Lord God Almighty. And you are God that is with me. And it doesn't matter what comes against me. If God is for me, what can be against me? Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. So at this very moment, I release over you that he is. Let that be the news when you go to the world. The people around you will say he is. Because they see that you have captured the you are. Because you have seen the I am. I bless that over you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Leif. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Kingdom Family Talks. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>